Hi, I'm Sean. I've always been curious about the answers to life's big questions. I thought it would be cool to seek some of those answers through conversations with others on a similar path. My intention with these conversations is to inspire you to think bigger, to challenge what you believe to be possible. I'd like to invite you to think outside the lines. Hello, and welcome to the Think Outside the Lines podcast. My guest today is a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list. She's the author of the brand new book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace, along with several other best-selling titles. She's the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative healing. You are in for a fascinating conversation about energy, consciousness, life, death, and everything in between. It's time to think outside the lines with Karen Noe. Tell me what you believe to be the message you were brought here to share with the world. Oh my goodness. I was brought here to promote peace on earth. And I knew that from day one, from the moment, I don't know, I was born, but when I started to talk and, and all of that. So in a, to make a long story short, yeah, that's it. I love it. Now, part of the reason I was so drawn to your work is because I've actually studied the work of Wayne Dyer for several years and his teachings, I would say have, but I would say also they continue to have a profound impact on my life. Um, I've always resonated with his perspective on energy and love and just the power of our thoughts in general. Uh, for those who may not be as familiar with him, can you tell us a bit about him and how you came to be associated with him? Oh, sure. I was a, a very big fan of Wayne's. He's a wonderful, inspirational speaker, and he wrote so many books. They call him the father of inspiration. And he's been on PBS, and I think almost everybody knows him. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a huge fan of his. I was not a friend, or I didn't know him personally, and then everything happened after he passed away. So what happened was I was a huge fan of his, and after he passed, I felt that the world was not going to be the same again. I was devastated. Um, I did have Serena Dyer, that's his daughter. I had her contact information because I do have a radio show the first Saturday of every month. It's called the Angel Quest Show, and she was on my radio show to promote her book, Don't Die With Your Music Still In You. So I had her contact information after Wayne passed. So I, I uh, emailed her and I said, Serena, I'm so sorry about the passing of your dad. You know, please know without a doubt that he truly is okay and, and would want you to be too. Make sure to ask him to give you without a doubt signs so that you know he truly is with you. Ask him to come to you in a dream and to wake you up after a dream so that you'll remember it. And I said to her, you know, I wrote a book, it's called Your Life After Their Death. It's a medium's guide to healing after a loss. And I know it will be helpful to you, I said to her, because it, it contains all the ways that you could directly communicate with your dad, you know, how to raise your vibration so it's more on par with the energy of your dad, how to look for signs from him, how to meditate and quiet your thoughts so that you're able to hear him. Um, and I, there's techniques how to heal after the loss of a loved one. And very, sh I set, very shortly after that, I sent the, uh, the email she emailed me back and she said, thank you very much. And she would like a copy of my book. So are you following it so far? So far it's easy, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. So it just so happened that I was scheduled to speak for my publisher, Hay House, at an event called I Can Do It to promote your uh, life after death. Um, it was about three days after I sent her a copy of the book. So it was in Orlando, Florida. And a day before I was scheduled to speak, they were doing an event to honor Dr. Dyer. So they asked me if I wanted to go to that event. And of course, I said yes. So I went to that event and there was a bus for the Hay House authors that were go was going from the hotel to the conference center, which the event was going to be held. And I was sitting on the bus and there was one seat available on the whole bus and it happened to be next to me and in walks Serena Dyer. Oh, wow. Right. So she sat down next to me. So you see where this is going. Um, so she sat down next to me and I said, Serena, I'm so sorry about the passing of your dad. My name's Karen Noe. And she said, oh, Karen, I just got a cop the copy of your book. Thank you so much. And we proceeded, we were talking and, you know, I asked her if she received any signs from him or if she had any dreams. And she told me that her sister, Sage, who happens to be the youngest of all of her siblings, there are eight children <laughs> in all. And oh, said, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and she said her sister Sage happened to have a dream of her dad in which she was talking to her dad and she actually hugged him. And these are her words. She felt his hairy arms <laughs> in the dream. <laughs> so I said, oh, my gosh, that truly is without a doubt. That's him. It's a true visitation from your dad. That's wonderful. And pretty much that was it at that encounter between me and Serena. We went to the event and after the event, I, you know, I didn't want to go on the bus. I decided to walk back to the hotel room because I felt I was insignificant at that time. Um, I still do. I'm working on that. <laughs> As but, the rest uh, of us. <laughs> yes, yes. As I'm walking to the, back to the hotel room, I'm saying I'm so insignificant. You know, I didn't feel I belonged on the bus with all my favorite Hay House authors, as well as the Dyer family. And as I'm walking to the hotel room, I, as I was saying, I'm so insignificant, I'm so insignificant, that's when I started to hear him for the first time. Wow. And he, yes. And he said to me loudly, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. And I said, Wayne, if that's truly you, please give me a sign to let me know it truly is with you. It is with it is you. So I proceeded to walk and I said to him, how may I serve? Now, that's something he said often to ask the universe, you know, how may I serve? And the universe will work in ways to conspire to serve you as well. So as I was asking, how may I serve? He said, you're already serving. And then I said, how may I serve more? So I went back to the hotel room, and as I entered the hotel room, I felt something very itchy inside of my shirt. So I reached in to grab it, and I pulled out a sticker that had somehow attached itself to my shirt. And on the sticker, it said W-E on it. And on the bottom of the sticker, I know it couldn't have been there before, because in little letters, it said Disney, and I had not been to Disney before that. Okay, so I took that to mean Wayne, first letter, last letter of his first name, because as a psychic medium, oftentimes 
they give me first letter, last letter of their first name. And as I saw that, I said, oh my God, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Little did I know it meant so much more than that. Um, but I felt him and he said, is that good enough? So that's the beginning of the whole thing. And then I went home, Sage contacted me, got my contact information and we were co connecting back and forth a few times. Wayne started to come through. And eventually we set up an appointment. He was, uh, Sage was only about 30 minutes from my center. She lives in Manhattan. And uh, she came to see me along with her sisters, Serena and, Sa and um, Skye, and her mom, Marceline. They all flew in from Florida. So what happened was, here I am after we made the appointment for them to come in. Now, I have been doing this for a number of years, uh, doing readings. And I'm booked for two years ahead of time, so I know... I'm doing this right, and I'm really connecting with deceased loved ones, yeah. but I have never yeah. connected with Dr. Wayne Dyer. Which is like a pretty high profile Oh my gosh, person my, from the afterlife. <laughs> at my idol, you know, and I just adored him. And I said, okay, Wayne, what did you get me into? You better come through that day. <laughs> right. So I proceeded that first day after the, I made the appointment. I went for a walk with my dog, Duke. And as I'm walking my dog, I said, Wayne, what did you get me into? And all of a sudden, he started to come through. Wow. And he was so excited to talk about the afterlife and so excited to talk about the we consciousness, the W-E that was on my sticker. Oh, my gosh. And the we con consciousness is an awareness of the unity of everyone and everything, which includes animals and nature. It talks about our divinity and the compassion for all of life and what a person does to oneself or another, how it affects the whole. And he was going on and on about it. And, you know, this continued for a series of a number of days. And every time I went for a walk with my dog, he talked to me about the weak consciousness. So I decided to take my phone and I just tape recorded as he was coming through everything he was saying. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, it was it was amazing. So obviously your, your work is in the realm of the afterlife. What, what do you believe happens when we die? I know that's a oh, big question. No, it's a very good question. Um, what happens after we pass from all the readings that I've done over the many years, uh, over 20 years of doing this, um, people go through a life review in which they're able to see and feel how they have affected each person through their eyes. In other words, we are the we consciousness describes and uh, talks about how we're all one. But we feel that oneness after we cross, if that makes sense. Um, and we're able to, in an instant, see through the other person's eyes, good, bad, or indifferent. You go through that life review. Now, you're not going through this throughout eternity. Through Just it's an instant, it feels like. Um, Is you're, that a painful experience? Because I would imagine that, sorry to interrupt you, but okay. I would imagine that there's there's definitely people that we've treated unfavorably throughout our lives. Um, in addition to all the good that most of us do, I would assume, um, yes. is is that a is that an uncomfortable? Is is there such thing as discomfort in that realm? It's not a thing as discomfort in that realm. It's a state of knowingness, like oh no, I should have done this. I could have done this. I should have asked for forgiveness. I should have you know seen through their eyes. I should have. Sure treated myself with the respect that I deserve. Because oftentimes when somebody passes, they see that they didn't treat themselves as the true loving being that they are. Um, and I tell people, don't wait until it's too late to go through your life review. Try to do it now. 
and see through each person's eyes and treat yourself with the respect that you deserve. You know, and you could create peace in your life now yeah. and wait. So that's what happens. And you're able to, you are with all your loved ones, you know, who have passed over as well as your precious pets. They're there too. And uh, some things that I don't understand when they come through, they're, sometimes they're smoking or drinking. And I say, how is that possible? You don't have a physical body. But I think that's their way of helping the living loved ones to understand that that truly is them. They love to smoke. They love to drink, whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, their heaven, they say heaven wouldn't be heaven without being with you. They're able to be with us whenever they so decide. So is, there, well. is there just like a peace that they're existing in indefinitely? Because I think that like, yes. oh my gosh, I've, I've struggled a lot with the idea of like reincarnation just because I believe that we've all yeah. been here before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's, crystal clear at times when you meet someone that you just have like an unexplainable connection to right um mm-hmm. but i have a hard time reconciling the idea of that with a soul that is able to connect to someone from a previous life if that makes sense it makes perfect sense yeah. um now that's one of the concepts of the reconsciousness is that time is an illusion so when you cross over and you leave your physical body you could actually feel all your your past lives as well as your future lives. It's very difficult for us to understand because we are in a physical body right here. We will decide whether or not we choose, you want to come back here on earth. You know, if we need to learn compassion or if we need to learn forgiveness, whatever it is, we may decide to, okay, I'm coming back and I'm going to learn compassion in this next life. We could stay in that realm as well. So you believe it's our choice to come back? It is our choice, yes. Absolutely. So why is death seen as something that is so frightening and so painful for so many people? Because, oh, what a wonderful question. When we're here in the physical body, we we think that this is all there is. Yeah. Think that that's it. The physical body dies and that's all there is. But I'm telling you, this is not something I think or believe. This is something I know without a doubt. And my wish is for everyone to understand this as well. This life, this physical body, who we are, this soul, the spiritual energy of who we are continues after the physical body dies. You know, it's something that we learn in science. Um, energy doesn't begin and it doesn't end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't exist in the same way as we know it. If you put water in the middle of the room, it will evaporate and become something else. And that is the way what happens to us when we leave the physical body. We're spiritual beings having a human experience here on earth. So you actually just answered my next question, um, because as I get older, I find myself believing more and more that there is so much more than just the life that we're living in this moment. And I, yes. I feel like I feel more confident with this every single day. But it's with this understanding that I think the concept can feel so big and abstract. And so how do you <clears throat> excuse me? How do you help people put this in perspective? Because it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. Do you know? Um... My wish, I, I, my wish is for everyone to understand how to connect with their deceased loved ones. You know, truly, I love giving messages for people. And as I was saying before, I have, you know, clients, I'm booked for two years ahead of time, but I want them to connect themselves, you know, how to connect with their loved ones themselves. Yeah. Ask them to give you signs to let you know without a doubt that they're with you. Ask, ask them to come to you in a dream and to wake you up after the dream so that you remember it. Um, raise your vibration so it's more on par with the energy of theirs, which is 
complete peace and love. They're one with God. We are one with God as well here, but we don't feel that energy because um, our vibration is lower. We're going through the earthly experience. We're dealing with our egos, but once we leave the physical body, we're more on par with the energy of who we really are. So I'm asking people to raise their vibration so that it's more on par with theirs. Practice forgiveness, practice compassion. Those are all ways that you could connect with them so that you're more on par with their energy, if that makes sense. It does, it does. What is an empath? Oh boy, that's me. An empath is someone who can feel other people's energy as if it's their own. Um, they can't separate. So if you're in the same room with someone, if you go to a crowded place, you could feel everyone's energy. And it's sometimes it's very difficult. And there are some things you could do to protect yourself to um, so you're not feeling everyone's energy. One is a technique called the Celtic weave. It's uh, since it's not a, a video, I can't show you how to do it, but it's you move your arms around to uh, weave your uh, aura so that other people's energies are not affecting you. Are you an empath? I believe so. And that, that was part of my question, actually. At what point do you did you realize this in your life? Because for me, I feel every day, like I said, mm -hmm. it's funny because it's like it's becoming more and more strong as I get older. And I feel myself sometimes almost overwhelmed by people's energy. Also, I'm really sensitive to like space and smells yeah. and sounds and <laughs> Did you always feel this way or did it come on stronger as you, as you aged? Uh, it came on stronger as I aged. I did have a spiritual experience about 25 years ago that made this all happen even stronger. But what you would want to do is, you know, I could send you a video or listeners a video of the Celtic weave. You could also go on, on YouTube and go uh, Google Donna Eden Celtic weave and you'll see what to do to protect yourself from other people's energies. What is energy? Oh my goodness, that's a very good question. How do I say it's energy? Something that we can't see, but it's there, just as air is there, and it affects everyone and everything. What about consciousness? Okay, consciousness, as in the we consciousness, for as we're talking about today, is that we are all one, and our oneness encompasses everything and everyone, including God, the angels, ascended masters enlightened beings from other areas in the universe, deceased loved ones, animals, and nature. And we could connect with each other if we uh, quieted our thoughts. Um, because if our thoughts are going a mile a minute, we wouldn't be able to hear their thoughts. They're coming to, that's something I wanted to share with you as well. For most people, they expect their deceased loved ones or the angels to come to them as an apparition or as an audible voice but they often come to us, they speak to us telepathically, you know, as thoughts. And if our thoughts are going a mile a minute, we won't be able to hear their thoughts. So we need to quiet our thoughts, meditate, focus on our breath so that we're able to hear theirs. Now in the personal development space, we hear a lot about vibration um, and you've alluded to this a little bit already, vibration and how to raise it essentially. Uh, can you share your thoughts on this concept and, and perhaps offer some tips on maybe some of the best ways to channel this kind of energy? Yes. Well, to raise our vibration so it's more on par with their energy, you want to, first of all, you want to practice forgiveness. It's uh, the saying that Wayne Dyer loved to use. It's not the snake bite that kills us. It's the venom that's left behind, that's, that's right? Good. <laughs> that's yeah. good. 
So you don't want to, a lot of people say to me, oh, how could I forgive them when, what they did to me? But I say, you don't want to hold on to this energy. You know, do it for you. Yeah. Um, you want to be grateful. The more, the more you're grateful, the more things will come into your life for which to be grateful. Um, you want to practice compassion. You want to see through the eyes of others. You want to spend time in nature. You want to focus more on the present than in the future. And, you know, stay away from nicotine, alcohol and drugs. If you can eat a more compassion, you know, in a more compassionate way. Um, if you can devote more, you know, eat more food that that's plant based instead of animal based. So you're not ingesting the suffering of the animals. I love that. I'm hearing do good. <laughs> do, exactly. good do good things. I recently heard someone say that. Uh, that the true measure of character is kindness. And yeah. I have to say that that really resonated with me because I just felt like, I don't know, it caused me to realize that like regardless of what happens, that I can approach any situation with love and kindness. And yes. that actually gave me such a feeling of empowerment. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I believe that we're all here to give and receive and to experience love. Uh, yes. How do you suggest that we use that more as a filter through our lives? <clears throat> remember who you are. Remember that you have God within you. It's not just with the uh, the great masters, Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad, all of them. They all said this and more you can do. We all have God within us. Imagine the power that we have within us. We could create miracles in our life. The only difference between a miracle worker and one who is not is the miracle worker remembers who they are. What has working in this realm taught you about life? Like, do you think we're living it right, especially today? Uh, is there more we could be doing to get more out of each day? I think that we have to just focus that on how we are interconnected with each other. Many people just focus on themselves. And self-love is extremely important, don't get me wrong, yeah. because we are just as important as everyone else. And that's one of the things that I'm working on, as you could tell from what we were talking about before, thinking that I'm insignificant and all of that, we have to remember we are just as significant as everyone else. But we also are connected to each person on this planet. And each, and that includes all living beings, including the animals. Yeah. So practice compassion for everyone and everything, including nature and the environment and all of that. What is the phrase, how may I serve? It means, um, how can I make the world a better place? How may I use my abilities to create peace on earth? How may I use my abilities to help everyone and everything, including myself? I love it. Now, you alluded a moment ago to the notion that we can choose to come and exist in this space, right? Do you believe that that, by definition, would mean that every human on the planet has a purpose? Absolutely we do. The only thing different, as I said before, is some people forget what we came here to do. But we know that. We're, you know, what are we excited about in this life? Some people are excited, you know, have passion for being a mom or a dad. Some people are excited about speaking or writing or playing music, art, whatever it is. That's your passion. I bet that is what you came here on earth to do, to spread that love around. Now, in the book, you say, make me an instrument of your peace. Um, and this is a phrase that you say that you live by. What does this phrase mean to you? I know you've, again, alluded to some of this, but yes. why does that phrase hold such significance for you? Everything I do from the moment I wake 
wake up in the morning until the moment I go to sleep at night. I'm trying to create peace, and sometimes it's not easy. As we said before, sometimes you need to forgive others, you know. And sometimes if somebody comes, or it's hard, how about what's going on in the world, to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. You know, this is extremely important. Focus on solutions to problems instead of the problems itself. Um, If you post on Facebook, focus on solutions. Don't focus on what's going wrong. I I myself, right, I'm a vegan. If I start to post um, things on Facebook about the slaughtering of the animals, first of all, that's lowering the vibration of Facebook and of the person who's reading uh, the post. So what I do is I post uh, pictures of cute animals and why going a vegan is a good thing to do, you know. Focus on that, on peace, and how may I serve? How may I do with what is going on in the world? How, how can we promote peace in this world? Yeah. You know what? Raise the vibration of the planet. Don't lower it. In my book, the vibration it, of Facebook must be really low. <laughs> you know what we have to do? What I do is they don't know what you're doing, but you could unfollow people who are posting negative totally. things. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done that a lot. <laughs> yes, but there's a wonderful um, little story I shared in We Consciousness from T.D. Jakes. He said there's, you know, I'm afraid, power for, I'm just, uh, what do you call it? Paraphrasing. Saying it, paraphrasing yeah. it in this way. But there was a giraffe and a turtle. And the giraffe sees things in the trees, high above all the trees and the leaves. And, for, and the turtle just sees things on the ground. But for the giraffe to go low and to try to see through the eyes of the turtle will actually harm the giraffe and actually kill it. You see, so it should stay up in the trees and try to bring the vibration of the turtle up instead of lowering their perspective and bringing their perspective down. Oh, that's such an interesting perspective. Yeah. So we've we've discussed a little bit that there is a lot going on in the world right now not just domestically, right? I mean, internationally, things are are chaotic. Mm -hmm. I think that this is causing us to kind of numb out and disconnect um, from each other and maybe just from life for some people. In the book, you talk about separation um, and how it's, it can be a cause of lack and suffering. What do you think it is that we're separated from and how can we reconnect? I think we have to first raise our vibration so it's more on par with the energy of who we are because a lot of people won't even understand what we're talking about if they're not on par with who they really are. See, it's not just Karen Noe. It's not just, no, it's everyone has this energy within them, the God within them to remember who they are. Once they remember that, they will know without a doubt that we're all interconnected and what we do to oneself or another, it affects the whole and this wouldn't be happening. War is not a solution to these problems. Violence is not a solution. It's just creating more of the same. The solution is to try to see through the eyes of the other person. Why are they doing what they are doing? Try to understand them so they feel heard. So in Be Consciousness, um, who I have to say, which I have to say, I, I love this book. Like I love that at the beginning you jump right into explaining the 33 concepts. Um, which of them resonate with you the most and why? If we all become instruments of peace, there wouldn't be any more war. There wouldn't be any more violence, negativity. We would, you know, we would be raising the vibration of the planet, each person one at a time. 
how do we achieve more peace in our lives? You've, you've talked about some of the ways, but I, I really want to dive a little bit deeper into this because I agree with you that it's probably one of the most important things you talk about in the book, um, but yet so many people are not finding peace in their lives. We have to start within ourselves. We have to practice self-love. That's a prerequisite. Before we could give peace to others, we have to have peace within ourselves. <clears throat> we have to make happiness a priority and not be swayed by external conditions, if that makes sense. We just have to, no matter what goes on, we have to change. We can't change what's going on around us, but we can change with how we are looking at it or to disconnect from the negativity. We want to plug into the positive energy instead of the negativity. When you turn on the light, the darkness goes away. You know, several years ago, I was going through a divorce in my life. And in order to connect with those who've passed, I had to I have to keep my vibration higher in order to hear those who passed and the angels. And it was very difficult to do at that time. So I had I couldn't be saying, oh, and woe is me and feeling sorry for myself. What I did was first thing in the morning before I connected, I meditated for an hour. I quieted my thoughts. So I was more on par with the energy of who was within me. But if I couldn't do that, I went on YouTube. Now, we were talking about how the uh, Internet could raise or lower our vibration. In this case, it raised my vibration. What does it for me is I go on YouTube and I look at the cute puppies running around or look Nothing at me. Nothing will raise your vibration higher than puppies. <laughs> <laughs> or seeing babies. I, I, I just would uh, Google babies laughing. And I Googled babies laughing and that just raised my vibration. And once I did that, in the beginning, I didn't want to hear the babies laughing or watch the puppies running around. And once I did it for a few, you know, I stayed and watched that for a few minutes, I didn't think about my problems anymore. So you see what happens, the more I focused on love and positivity, the more I was able to disconnect from the negativity that was going on in my life. You know, it's really interesting that you say that because I, um... I think all of us have kind of like gone down the rabbit hole of the internet at various times. And it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole when you're reading things, you know, negativity, whether it's like politics or just like general news. Um, but it's equally fascinating to me that when I've gone down the rabbit hole of like personal development stuff, whether it's like Wayne Dyer, you know, Abraham Hicks, um, anything that is positive and uplifting you're right. It, it totally changes your vibration. It totally changes how you see the world. Uh, so I would encourage people to, when you when you have those moments when you're starting to you know go down the rabbit hole of negativity, to really find something else to look at, find something else to read, watch, listen to, uh, because it really it really makes a profound impact on your on your state. Well, exactly what you were saying about Abraham Hicks. I'm glad you brought that up. We're like vibrational beings and we're attracting like unto ourselves. Yeah. So whatever we're thinking and feeling, more importantly, whatever we're feeling, we're attracting more of that in our lives. Yeah. So if we're in a bad state, you know, of mind and we're feeling, you know, woe is me, we're sad, we're angry, whatever it is, we're attracting more angry, more sadness. So it's very important to disconnect from what you don't want and focus on what you want instead. Absolutely. You want peace in your life. You want love in your life, right? That's what you want to focus on. Focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. Instead it, of what it, it is. It's that easy. I mean, I think sometimes mm -hmm. we, we try to overcomplicate it. And I'm not saying that, like, there's there's things going on in people's lives that, like, this concept, this conversation will simply not resonate with them because they're just too deep into something. But yeah. Yes. It's it's possible to at least begin to get out of that, right? And it's possible to 
you know, if you're starting from an equal playing field where it's like today could either be really crappy or it could be really great, like work toward the really great because it can get better. Yes. You just have to set the intention that you want to do it. Absolutely. And then the universe will work in ways to make that happen. They'll bring you signs and how to do that. It will. And that actually brings me to, so my favorite of the 33 concepts, or at least the one that resonated with me the most was number 25, which is expect the best just as God mm-hmm. does. Absolutely. Um, and I personally, I think God is, you can insert whatever you believe God to be. For me, it's the universe, it's love, it's, um, it's all the so things that we've been talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you That's... elaborate more on your take on this one? On God or on 25? On 25, expecting the best. When you expect, whatever you're expecting is what's going to be brought into your life. And if you are more in par with the energy of who you are, which is source energy, which is God, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, um, you will create more peace and love in your life. So the more, whatever you expect, you will get. I would tell people to actually set an intention for the day. What do you expect for this day? What do you expect? And you would say, I expect peace, I expect love, I expect this interaction to go well, all of that. Expect the best, because God within you expects the best as well. I'm a big believer in asking the right questions. Um, What do you believe to be some of the most important questions we should be asking more frequently? What am I here for? I would ask people, what what are you here for? What is your purpose? You were asking that before. I think the bottom line is that we're all here to experience love and to share the love who we really are. But how about, you know, sharing your gifts to make the world a better place? I would tell people to, to ask those questions. How may I serve? How may I serve myself and others? That's another other couple of questions that I would ask as well. So with everything that is going on in the world right now, there's a lot of chaos going on. So I like to end my conversations on a positive note. Uh, what has you hopeful? I say that with all that's going on in the world, there are so many people doing good in this world. Um, I remember seeing a quote that Fred Rogers, remember Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yeah. He said, always look for the, pe- the helpers in any tragic event. And look at all the helpers. Look at all the people that are trying to change the world. Look at these children yes. uh, that are, right? that are yeah. trying to, uh, with, gun, with gun violence and all of them. We could absolutely make a difference. We could change the world one at a time. I agree. In fact, a lot of, a lot of people, when I ask that question, they allude to like the Parkland kids, for example, and just the fact yeah. that like the, the younger generation coming up like really cares. Um, I, I think more than we probably realize and I'm, I'm so excited and so inspired by that because it gives me hope for the future <laughs> and I hope more people go out to vote um, in upcoming elections oh my gosh yes this is probably one of the most come back yes <laughs> most important election of our lifetime uh, Karen thank you so much for sharing your insight with us today I really enjoyed our conversation uh, please tell me how we can connect with you you could go to my website at www.karennoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. Now you can find the links for everything we talk about in the show notes, which can be found over at thinkoutsidethelines.com. And feel free to drop me a line with any questions or feedback on the show. You can send an email to hello at thinkoutsidethelines.com. Until next time, go out there and pursue your passion today. Because the best way to predict the future is to create it. 
for more information, please visit thinkoutsidethelines.com.